Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. It's fucking July. <laughs> it's summer. Summertime. I know, Aletha was so nice. Like... I made a birdhouse. Aw. I, I stayed up all night, watched the sunrise, and then I went and spent, like, three hours at, uh, at the Kintai Bridge. Just reading. Just reading out of the spirits book. It was great. <laughs> if I was more of a morning person, I would try to do it every morning. But it's already a struggle to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Deadass. I just had my period, so now my sleep schedule's really fucked. You know what? Same. You're like, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> and you know what? It was so funny because all my coworkers were complaining that they were they were all like, I all my coworkers were complaining <laughs> because none of them could sleep. They were all like, I'm just can't sleep at all. I'm having shitty sleep this week. And I just looked at them dead in the face and I was like, it's the full moon. And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's the full moon. I'm sleeping like a baby. But it's because it's the full moon. And they were like, I don't get it. I was like, the full moon makes you more energetic. (laughs) Except I'm the opposite. I can't sleep during the new moon, but during the full moon, I sleep like a baby. The moon is gone, and so you don't know what to do. Basically, my whole equilibrium is thrown off when the moon is gone. (laughs) It's nice for me to know I'm still synced up to the moon. (laughs) I saw it on the calendar coming. I was like, oh, it's going to be the full moon. And I was like, oh, that means my period's coming. Oh, no. Beforehand, I got it. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Just, oh, no. I was like, you know, when I said I want to be a witch, I don't know if this is what I ordered. <laughs> this isn't what I ordered off the menu. So what are you bringing us today? Claire audience. So we already talked about, like, psychic abilities. So I was like, let's break that ish down. Let's go in-depth. What is that shit? Also, anybody who vacants are vacants well no <laughs> frequents that's the word I wanted on her website it has read either of our blog posts I put a blog post about different ways to meditate and it had one of the ways had to do with our senses because there is a way to meditate for a clear audience I was like wow so 
I got this information besides my brain. I also got this information from a little spark of joy.com. So clear audience, clear audience is clear hearing. And it is the ability to hear things psychically without the use of your physical ears. Have this ability receive information from spiritual beings in the form of messages or sounds. Clear audience is the intuitive ability to hear beyond normal range. I did a tarot reading for one of the readers we like to watch. And she did a reading on psychic abilities, and I did end up picking the clear audience pile. And it was one of those things that was confirmation because I was like, you're right. But I more wanted to hear what she had to say. Also, I ended up picking it, which is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> she flipped it over. She was like, okay, you got clear audience. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> no, you're right. Wow. I was like, wow, I do do that. It's very funny because she said the same thing about being able to hear beyond normal range. She said, you know, people with clear audience do tend to hear better, like literally, than most people. Not only do you hear spirit, you just hear better in general. Your hearing's just top notch. (laughs) It's funny because I do have a few instances of that. If I was talking to my uncle, he could attest because he was there. But I don't like him. So no. But there was, but my dad, I was like, when we lived in a different house, my dad was in the way back of the house and he told, and he said something to me and he wasn't even really yelling it. And it was very faint, but I heard precisely what he said. And I said, oh, okay. And my uncle was like, no, you didn't hear what he said. And I was like, yeah, he said, da, 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 da. And then my dad came back and he said, what did you say? My dad was like, I said, da, 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 da. And then he's just looking at me like. No, how'd you hear him? And I was like, I don't know. I just heard what he said. (laughs) Sam, I don't know. I just heard what he said. (laughs) So if you are clairaudient, you may hear unintelligible sounds, names or phrases, particular words, or music. When clairaudient abilities are beginning to open up, you may notice ringing in your ears or feeling changes in pressure, such as popping or buzzing noises, or you may hear voices. I'll be the first to say, though, the ringing thing. We've talked about this before. If you have tinnitus, I, I, we hear ringing all the time, so your spirit's going to have to try something else because that's all I hear. These voices can sound different to ones we normally hear. It can sound like being spoken right next to you, inside your head, or echoing as if it's from a different dimension. Also, it is possible that a voice sounds like one of your loved ones who has passed away. The voice can appear in various strategic moments. So it can be random, but it can also be pertinent. Maybe like at a like like you're in danger or imminent danger you'll hear it. So, some people are born to clear audience, and their abilities can manifest in their lives at any time, from the time of their birth until the day they die. For them, it will be their dominant psychic ability. However, clear audience can also be an acquired skill. So, good news to those who aren't clear audience that you can become clear audience. And it is one of the easiest intuitive gifts to develop. Which, I didn't know that. But I guess that kind of makes a little bit of sense. So, if you are clear audience, there's a chance you also have the ability to, to 
excuse me, let me start over. If you are clear audience, there's a chance you also have the ability of clear speaking. This means that you can channel, share, and speak the messages you hear from spirit to others. Mm. So it may be difficult at first. I'll, I can attest to this. At first, it's even difficult to hear what the fuck spirit's even trying to say. It just hears like nothing. Like you can hear it, but you're like, hello. Eventually, you'll be able to hear it better. And I assume some people are probably natural, clear speakers. But even if you're not a natural, clear speaker, I assume eventually you'll also be able to actually tell people what Spirit's saying to you. Because I'm not that great at that yet. So, signs you have clear audience. The ringing. Also, high-pitched noises that manifest quickly and disappear after seconds or minutes without any medical explanation. So this is kind of how I know it's spirit and not my tinnitus. Because tinnitus is constant. Or if I have earphones on or if I'm like laying on a pillow, it'll be in that ear because it's like there's no there's like no open air reverberation. So all I hear is the ringing in my ears. But if it kind of goes like out, this tends to happen to me a lot. And I'll be like, okay, that was really weird. Then those are moments where I'm like, yeah, that was probably not my tinnitus. Because <laughs> tinnitus doesn't really work like that. It's constantly there. I, I can't let it, I can't get it to go away. I can't get it to be summoned either. It's just there. <laughs> right. And that's basically how I know that it's not tinnitus. Because it's all of a sudden you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And it'll usually be in like one ear and I'll just sit there and sometimes... It, like, completely, like, deafens the ear to where it feels like somebody, yeah. like, pr- placed cotton over my ear, and it's all, it's just the ringing, and then sometimes it's not like that. But that's how I know it's not tinnitus, because I don't have the constant ringing. I just get it occasionally. Yeah, that's one thing for me as well. I'll get it in one ear and not both ears, and tinnitus is normally in both ears. Although you can have tinnitus in one ear, I have it in both ears, so if I only have a pressure change or a noise or a shift in one ear I'm just like hello hello (laughs) spirit you gotta speak up bitch (laughs) (laughs) I honestly that's how I feel sometimes I get mad and I'm just like bro I can't hear you spirit like damn I don't understand it yet (laughs) I'm trying but I'm getting mad so you may prefer learning through auditory means, like listening to an audiobook instead of physically reading the book. This is a, not a manifestation for me, but I can kind of understand it because sometimes it's not that I prefer it, but sometimes I do feel like I listen better, I suppose. Sometimes I'm reading a book and I'm not ingesting anything. And sometimes I'll listen to a video or something and it'll be like, oh. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Even though it's not different, my brain analyzed it different. I don't know. I heard it better, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that's the same thing for me. If I'm, like, not, uh, if the book's not hitting right, then I'll try the audiobook, and usually that works better. If the book's not hitting right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the easiest way to explain it. Like, if I can't, um... I understand, but I'm just going to say that. 
No, that's it. That's what that's what it's gonna be called. This book ain't hidden right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is one that first of all pops up not only in clear audience but other psychic abilities, and I also. I had to preface this for myself because I understood, but I've seen this multiple times and the way it's been described, like, didn't feel right to me. So I had to, like, when I wrote this, I was like, okay, how do I understand this? So I'm going to, that's how I'm going to say it. You can, you give great advice, but the preface is you do not give great advice. You get thoughts from spirit. Your thoughts are spirit's thoughts. So, no, spirit gives great advice, but you are the megaphone. <laughs> you are spirit's puppet, which I know sounds a certain way, but it, it's not malevolent. And you may give great advice yourself because you may be an intelligent person who gives great advice. But the thing about clear audiences, it's not about you. But spirit uses you. Spirit uses your mouth. Because spirit cannot always communicate directly to people or viscerally. You also may tend to talk to yourself, which is another way that spirit uses your voice, only this time it's towards you and not toward others. The best way to preface this or to simplify this is it's those moments where you go, wow, where did I think of that? Those moments where you go, oh, wow, that was a good idea. Where did I come up with that? <laughs> you but that's not to say you're an idiot, but that is when you know that it's not you, a spirit going, hey. It's those thoughts that are passing, and you go, huh. What the fuck was that? You just, hmm. Also, I do talk to myself frequently. Me too. And it's another thing, too. Talking to yourself could be internal, but also external, because sometimes I'll be talking to myself externally like a crazy person, and I know it's me, but sometimes there will be something in there that will be like, oh, okay, spirit, the, okay. Because I think a part of it is not, like, necessarily that I'm trying to channel spirit, but that I'm already talking to myself, so spirit just goes. It's like running water. <laughs> because in a way, when you're talking to yourself... You are talking to spirit. So spirit hears you all the time, internally and externally. So if you're already going, spirits, spirit may answer. Like, literally using your voice may answer. You'll just be like, oh, shit. All right, spirit. Another sign is that you hear noises when nobody else is around. I think this is, like, the easiest. Like, this is the one most people have. Your name being called, radio chatter when there is no radio, people talking but there are no people. I've had this happen at least three times this week, and <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. No, here's the thing, though. I chose to do this topic, and then I did all this research, and I did this like a week ago. And for the past couple of days, that has been happening, and it's been freaking me out. It's almost like I did the research and it opened the floodgates of Claire audience because it happens like sparingly, but for some reason this week it's been happening all the time. And it has been specifically, that said radio chatter when there is no radio. It's also like hearing the TV, but the TV is not on. That's, I've been hearing that like at least three times where I'll think somebody like 
I know I'm watching something and I know what it sounds like and I'll be like oh it happened like twice I went to the it was like at night I went to the bathroom and I was like what is that like what is like it's like what is that and I thought it was my dad listening to something but when I came out of the bathroom and heard what he was listening to it didn't sound like what I was hearing so I was like okay I was like, I could have sworn I thought the TV was on or something. Like, that's weird. Right. Like, for me, it's happened to... Then it happened to me again when nobody was here and I was sitting here. I think I was doing some notes for our topic. And I was like, is the TV on? And I went out. It was just dead silent. And I was like, what the fuck? I... And then when I was laying here, I had that thing. I know we've had this happen but the whole disembodied voice thing i heard like somebody making like s sounds in my ear like s's and shushes but i couldn't hear any words so i was like spirit you gotta speak up because i can't hello (laughs) listen you a snake or something like come on now (laughs) i mean i have a couple of spirits that are snake related so maybe (laughs) but i had that happen not necessarily like radio but the same thing it's like i could have swore the tv was on but that bitch went on And I was like, okay, spirit. Right. That happens to me, like, a lot at work. So I'll be sitting there on the computer with my headphones in, and I really won't be paying attention. I'll be paying attention to whatever I'm working on, and I'll be alone, and there won't be anything else playing in the shop. And I'll hear, like, voices over top of the audiobook that I'm listening to or the podcast that I'm listening to, like in places that doesn't make sense for there to be background voices, especially in an audiobook. You don't have background voices in an audiobook. And like I'll pull out my headphones to figure out if I don't know, somebody's coming down the hallway or something. And I'll sit there and I'll listen and I can hear the audiobook coming from my headphone even though it's in my hand. And I'll just be sitting there listening and it'll be completely silent. And I'm like Okay, cool. And I'll put my headphones back in and almost immediately I'll start hearing that background voice talking again. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> or like even when I'm listening to music and stuff like that, it, hap- it happens at work a lot. I feel. <laughs> I, I know straight up. Like I'm like, bro, it happens a lot. <laughs> It almost makes you feel nuts. I understand why people feel a certain way about being clairaudient, because there's a part of me that's like, no, bro, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Is it Jiminy Cricket my in my fucking head, or what? <laughs> I know, deadass. Fuck Jiminy Cricket, first off. <laughs> I said it last time, I'll say it this time to you. <laughs> so another sign that you may have clairaudience or have the capacity for clairaudience is that you have a deep connection to music. Now, this is another thing that needs to be specified, because you can have a deep connection to music uh, no matter what, like, this isn't to disregard everybody else being like, and nobody else does either, like, no, no. But, you're probably one of those people that hears messages through song lyrics, you may write music or compositions, music moves you in a different way than it moves others, and the one thing that I have, I've had frequently is dreaming about songs. But songs that you know, I've told you about this, that I've dreamt about songs, and I'll be like, that's really weird, and then I'll go listen to the song, and it'll be like, like I should have, I'll go search the song out, because it feels like I should listen to it. Right. And it's just strange. <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard that song in forever, why did I just dream about that song? Well, clearly because Spirit has something to say. 
deceased loved one or something. You could dream about songs of your, speaking of, maybe you can dream about a deceased loved one's favorite song. That's their way of them trying to contact you, if you know what that is. Or their favorite, like, genre. For some reason, you'll probably have the thought, like, oh, wow, my grandma liked this song. Well, yeah, that's why she sent it to you. You may have had imaginary friends as a child. That tends to be like a sign of multiple types of abilities, but Claire audience definitely. Because if you have imaginary friends, you probably heard them. They probably weren't imaginary. But <laughs> they were probably spirits. You just reminded me. <laughs> Even if they were imaginary, you may like imaginary forms for spirit spirit may not even be manifesting but when you're a kid you know you could be seeing something in the same way that people make paintings right like you could have have seen something that wasn't there actually but you're still hearing spirit you're just imagining something or they weren't imaginary or they weren't imaginary you make me want to get into painting to be honest talking about it it reminds me of like I kind of want to do on the like the like the auto whatever um, what's that called automatic writing yeah that's cool <laughs> I, I haven't figured out how to do it and I think it's because I'm like a little hesitant to because it just reminds me of like the uh, the planchette moving around the Ouija board without you touching it yeah yeah it, yeah 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 I have that I feel instinctual ingrained fear of that and I don't think I'll be able to do it until I can get over that <laughs> Well, because we know that is what you don't want to be. If you are fearful going into it, you are going to attract something fearful. Right. So. Like, horror movies have literally fucked me on a couple things right now, so. Deadass. Although I did go to Walmart and look for a Ouija board the other day. I still want one. I was thinking about it earlier. (laughs) I do want one, too. Anyway. The last sign I have is that you may enjoy and even need peace and quiet. Because we take in information through sound, noises can be exhausting and irritating for those with clear audience, which honestly, very validating for me to read that. Because it it felt very like, oh, no, you're right. And that makes so much sense. I'm definitely one of those people, I know we talked about, like, sounds like smacking and people eating. I'm definitely one of those people who not only hear shit all the time, like, I've come to the point of trying to be less humble, which I know sounds a certain way, but, like, when you have low self-esteem, you're always trying to be humble, and I'm trying to get over that. I can recognize at this point that I do hear shit that I know other people don't. I'm not even trying to, like, make excuses. Like, I just have better friends than people. I don't give a shit what it is, but I do recognize that I hear shit all the time. I'm definitely that person who heard what you mumbled. Or, like, <laughs> you know, I hear the way people eat, and it may not irritate other people, but I hear it. I just want to slit my fucking throat. No, bro, like, okay, so... <laughs> like, my dad took a drink of water the other day, and I almost just wanted to be like, bro, shut up, bro. He just wanted to throw something at him. <laughs> Because I was like, why are you swallowing? <laughs> so one of my coworkers has um, started chewing gum more often at work. And it's fine because I'm usually chewing gum too. 
But the problem is, is whenever he comes into the shop, he might not be chewing while he's talking, but I can hear the gum in his but mouth. He's I hate that. Like, I can hear hear how wet it makes his mouth, and it just frustrates me. Like, he'll be talking, and then he'll unconsciously, like, smack the gum, or, like, it'll just be, like, a a wetter sound to his mouth, and I'll just stop. To me, I understand. (laughs) And I'll stop, and I'll be like, Seraphin? And he's like, what? What did I do? And I was like, your fucking gum. (laughs) And he he just starts laughing. And he's like, how did you know I was chewing gum? And I was like, I can hear it in your mouth. Get away from me. (laughs) And he he knows how much I hate mouth sounds. So he'll try not to make the mouth sounds that gum makes when you're chewing gum. (laughs) But it just doesn't stop. Like, just the way he talks with gum in his mouth. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to hurt you. It's like you become a cow person. All I hear is the fucking... The munching. In your mouth. <laughs> so, those of us who clear audience are more sensitive to sounds. So, after a day of hearing everything and listening, it is important that those with psychic hearing take some time every day to sit in some silence and get away from the chatter. Just five minutes of just nothing. So your brain can just decompress Something that I don't do. (laughs) I don't either, but after reading that, I was like, no, you're right. No, you're right. It makes makes sense. Like, yesterday, I noticed I was... I usually don't sit in silence. I usually have an audiobook going or music or a podcast, just something in the background. And I just realized last night I was laying in bed, and I'd been laying there for, like, 40 minutes. And I had had no music on, hadn't been playing videos, nothing. I was just scrolling through my phone in silence. And it, and I, like, came to myself and I was like, so this is weird, <laughs> but okay. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not uncomfortable. And I think, like, the talking about Clary audience, the reason I listen to stuff all the time is another, like, a fear because I'm scared I'm going to hear something that somebody else wouldn't have heard, you know? Seriously. It's it's the, the horror movie here. That's, and the thing is, is I only notice that at night. Like, it's not really something I think about during the day, but, like, I realize that's why, even as a kid, I always had the TV on when I slept. And there was a period of time where I didn't, and I grew out of that, and then I got back into it, and I don't really remember why, but I'm pretty sure it's like I have an internal fear of, well, what if I hear something? And there's a part of you that's like, what the fuck do you mean, what if you hear something? <laughs> But it's like, I don't know, like, what if I hear something? Like, we get it. Even I sleep with something on. Like, I sleep with an audiobook running or, like, a meditation podcast running or something. So, yeah, I feel. (laughs) And I need to grow out of that. Because I I have a feeling it's, like, stifling some stuff. (laughs) Well, I have a feeling that it's definitely clouding messages from spirit, which, as it would. Yeah. As it should. It's like, I prob- we would probably have more prophetic dreams if we would turn stuff off. Yeah, There's and just... probably a little bit of sp- our spirit guides going, bro, what the fuck? Well, no wonder you can't ever hear me, bitch. <laughs> That's Hermes oh. talking right at you. <laughs> Hermes is like, I would talk to you, stupid. But you don't hear me. You don't listen. You want to listen to 
me. <laughs> like a girlfriend who's mad. <laughs> She's like, babe, you don't listen to me. That's, that's, yep. And the guy's like, huh, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, me. What did you say? <laughs> me? What did you say? Spirit, you gotta speak up. And Hermes is like, I am yelling. <laughs> I am screaming at the top of my lungs, you stupid bitch. Literally. You know what? I annoy him just as much as he annoys me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so, there are four most common forms of clairaudient messages. One is your own voice. So, it is important for those who have psychic care to develop their ability so they can differentiate between their own inner monologue and guidance from spirits. It's that thing of when you're watching a medium or you're watching a tarot reading and somebody goes, spirit's telling me. You gotta get to a point where you know, and you're not just saying that, where you know spirit's going, hey, fam. Number two will be spirit voices, usually sounding like people who have passed on. So they're voices that you recognize. That's why you're hearing them. It will be your grandma's voice or Uncle Joey <laughs> or what have you. Three will be sounds. I remember, speaking of spirit, the woman who, was, who had that article about you know how to find your matron goddess and she said she heard she she alludes gunshots like the shot of a shotgun to her goddess and i'm like that's interesting because i kind of never thought about it that way but i suppose that would be possible <laughs> it makes me think of all the like really weird out of place noises that i've heard in in the silence of places like yeah. very out of out-of-place noises. Or, hmm. I've also, like, you know, read in the book that we both have and been reading, there'll be, like, if your gaiety has a thing about dogs, you'll hear wolves where there's no wolves, dogs where there's no dogs, howling when nobody's howling, like, you're just like, why is there a dog howling? <laughs> what is that? Mm. <laughs> and somebody next to you is like, what are you talking about? There is no dog howling. <laughs> You know what, Claire Audience also it teaches you how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> there are many a moment where I want to say, like, hey, did you hear that? There have been multiple times where I've said, hey, did you hear that? And my dad would be like, no. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's so like... I'll shut up. Well, I mean, I guess that's your <laughs> way of... <laughs> like, that's your way of essentially checking to make sure it's not something you're actually hearing, you know? It's a good check. You just have to do it with somebody you trust, because... Just be, right, just be careful when you're checking, because some people will think you're absolutely nuts. Fucking gone sideways off the deep end, and you're like, okay. <laughs> well, that's what they say about talking to yourself. I know. I talk to myself at work all the time, and my coworkers are like, what the fuck are you doing? What? It's like, I've literally talked to myself for as long as I can remember. Like, I've always done it. Right. And, like, when you're a kid, they tell you it's because you're creative and because all these other things. You get older, you're like, no, I think not. Uh, I mean, well, like, yes, I but... Mean, right? But, like, uh, I don't think that was it. 
I don't think that was exactly it. <laughs> so the fourth most common form of a clairaudient message is warnings. In situations of distress, you can receive messages out loud in the form of ringing, yelling, or a sudden noise. Don't get scared when receiving such a message, but do listen to it. That's definitely hearing something that is, as she said, don't get scared. Because it'll probably be a scary sound. If you're walking alone at night and you just hear a bang or you hear yelling and your internal animal instinct as a human mammal is to go, no, fam. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. There's a chance that it could be that it, that was actually a sound that everyone heard or it could have just been spirit warning you to get the fuck on. Either way, you should listen to it. Like, I don't feel like there's a question here. Right. It's not even up for debate. Is that spirit or not? Does it matter? Does no. it matter? Do you want to find out what was yelling? No. Okay, yeah. Are you going to go follow that noise? Be like, where is that yelling coming from? Yeah, let me become a main character in a horror film. Great. <laughs> Your spirit guide is behind you just like, no, no. God damn it, no. she's dumb. <laughs> So, ways to develop clairaudience skills. The easiest way to develop your clairaudience skills is by listening. And it is by practicing sensitizing your physical hearing. This was one of the meditations I put in the article, if you want to go read it on our website. You're welcome. <laughs> you close your eyes and gently tune into sounds you normally don't focus on. Part of the exercise is to, first of all, focus what can you hear, and then to branch out and try to see everything you can hear. Leaves rustling, birds singing, people talking, your own breathing, all of it. Children playing across the street. See if you can isolate each one and focus on it for a few moments. At first, this may be hard, but once you do this more often, you will expand your range of hearing, and it will be easier for you to pick up sounds from the spirit world. Another way to improve your clear audio abilities is by asking higher spirits for an auditory message. It could be a specific question, which I actually do frequently. I tend to, although I say them, and I also write them down and put them on my altar, but that's a whole different. <laughs> so if you focus on the specific question, ask for guidance. Messages from higher spirits may be received in a conversation, as in somebody talking and you start talking about something and all of a sudden they start talking about that question you asked but obviously they wouldn't know that you did you're just like hold on huh, hold on you can hear it through lyrics of a song you hear on the radio I feel like this happens a lot especially when you just first turn on the radio or turn on music and all of a sudden the lyrics just make a hell of a lot of sense you're just like okay or through a random sound. You could also maybe turning on a YouTube video and all of a sudden they start talking about something you were just thinking about. Stuff like that. Another way is to strengthen your throat chakra. And this was interesting to me because I didn't think about it. So clairaudience is associated with your throat chakra. This chakra is the center of communication and purification. Balancing this chakra can help you reconnect with your true nature and your clairaudience ability. Singing or toning are great ways to do this. Practice making sounds that are both loud and soft, high and low. You can also use crystals and gemstones if you feel so inclined to balance your throat chakra. 
think about it, but clear speaking, that would go through your throat chakra. So if you're trying to enhance your ability to hear and listen to spirit, spirit does take the form of speaking through you. So if your throat chakra is blocked, spirit can't use you as a megaphone. You're not listening. Means you're also not saying anything. Means you're probably not asking questions. It all makes sense. (laughs) Another way is to meditate, just like anything else. If you want to improve any psychic ability, you can start with meditation. And you probably, maybe sure to, could, should, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Nowadays, you can find a lot of guided meditations online. You can meditate with music, without music, in silence, spoken meditations. Uh, Bro, there's a shit ton of ways to meditate. Although probably, I would probably argue the silence one is probably a good one. Just five minutes in some silence, just sitting there. Doodle on a piece of paper. (laughs) I know we just talked about automatic writing, but sometimes it can feel weird to just sit in silence. You could, like, play solitaire. Or, um, you know, you could get one of the adult coloring books, and you could sit there and color in silence. Yeah. It's a good one. So, it... (laughs) I have this at the end, but if you have concerns about your clear audience skills, for example, if you have a constant ringing in your ears, hmm, if you frequently hear voices that are destructive or evil, I would ask you to use your common sense. If it doesn't feel good, if it feels scary, because communicating with spirit, even though everything we just said, communicating with spirit, spirit does not go out of its way to scare you. Some spirits may be a little bit scary, but if it is genuinely malevolent, then be sure to speak to a healthcare professional because it shouldn't occur too often. That's not to say it wouldn't because, of course, if you are a medium, you probably talk to a few malevolent ghosts or some demons or what have you, but the frequency is more the problem. I know they've done a study on schizophrenia and that in the West, we do tend to hear malevolent voices, whereas there are some cultures that don't even hear malevolent voices. They hear benevolent voices. Their schizophrenia tells them nice things, not necessarily evil or violent things or to hurt people. I thought that mm. was very interesting. I was like, hmm. I think that's very telling about our culture. Oh. oh, we don't even have to get into it. That is exactly what I thought. I was like, wow. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It might all connect. <laughs> Jeez. So that's what I have about Claire Audience. Because mm. mine has definitely blossomed all of a sudden. And I'm like, okay, spirit, calm down, please. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting for mine, but that's okay. Well, I think, like I said, I think it was like I did the research and spirit went, hey. Yeah. Just started tapping on your forehead like, I'm here. I'm ready. No, literally, spirit way. You want to talk about clear audience? Open up your fucking head. I'm going to jump right in your forehead. No. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that was part of our talking about our spiritual goals. I do want to work on my clear audience. Right. And also see what other abilities I may naturally have. What do you have for us? Okay, cool. 
This one's going to be long, probably. Great. Um, I am talking about the Eastern Zodiac today. So we've gone through the entire Western Zodiac, which is Aries through Pisces. So now I'm going to talk about the Eastern, uh, Eastern Zodiac or Eastern Astrology, which is also known as the Chinese Zodiac. Um, or, ooh, I have it written down. Uh, Xing Xiao. Xing Xiao is uh, the actual name for it. So most of you already know that East, the Eastern Zodiac cycles through 12 animal spirits over 12 years, starting with the rat and ending with the boar. So just like with Western Zodiac signs, you have both favorable and unfavorable, unfavorable traits associated with each. And just like with my Zodiac sign, this is the one thing I always knew about myself. So I don't really remember a time when I didn't know that I was the year of the rat or that I didn't know that I was a Leo. But I, I specifically remember any time that we went to like a Chinese restaurant, the first thing I went for was the placemats <laughs> with all the Zodiac signs on them instead of the menu. But then again, my parents were ordering at that time, so I wouldn't have gone through for the menu. It still, it still stands. Because, you know, some kids will like, get the menu and be like, I know what I want. And your parents are like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> You're going to order something you don't actually want to eat, so stop. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So the Eastern Zodiac is based on the lunar calendar. <laughs> I wrote solar, and I knew that was wrong. The Eastern Zodiac is based on the lunar calendar instead of the... Um, instead of the solar calendar. So instead of the new year beginning on the 1st of January, the year changes in late January, early February. So there's like a month overlap that you can change dates. It's from like January 20th to February 20th. You can have a change for the next year. So the lunar new year for 2020 was the 25th of January, which ushered in the year of the rat. For 2021, that was the 12th of February, and that was for the year of the ox. So currently we're in the year of the ox. And for 2022, the Lunar New Year is going to be the 1st of February for the year of the tiger. Ay. Ay. Now we're going to talk about E. <laughs> so all of my information is coming from ChinaHighlights.com and ChineseNewYear.net. So we'll start off with the first one. So Year of the Rat. This starts off the Zodiac. And the most recent years have been 1948, 1960, 1972, 1984, 1996, 2008, 2020, and the next year will be 2032. This is oh. Yang energy. But it also has Yin energy. So it's the beginning and it's the one that has a mix of both Yin and Yang energy. It represents the beginning of a new day. It also has Z energy, which is associated with water, but the year also cycles through. So on top of each zodiac sign being associated with a certain element, each year also cycles through the five elements, which can affect your personality on top of your blood type affecting your personality. So that's another thing that's different with Eastern and Western astrology is that your blood type affects your personality as well. 
For example, I was born in 1996, making me a fire rat, even though the rat is associated with water, uh, meaning I have a high IQ and EQ. I was average during youth, developed well in the middle years, and have great fortune late, later in life, is what the Zodiac said. Also, I am very strict on myself, with, which is true. <laughs> on the other hand, a wood rat will be multi-talented, strong-willed, and always finishing what they start. The rat also represents the midnight the midnight hours from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. For personality traits, which I just mixed both the negative and positive traits because something that's positive to me may be negative to you. So these are just traits associated with the rat. Uh, optimistic, energetic, likable, weak communication skills, fair, kind, alert, adaptable, observant, lack of persistence, stubborn, diligent worker, and a rich imagination. Lucky colors are blue, gold, and green. Lucky numbers are two and three. Flowers, the lily, African violet, and lily of the valley. Unfortunately, for the next couple, there was no mineral involved, but from the dragon on, there's a min mineral associated with each. But for the rat, there's no mineral. Um, auspicious directions. So the direction of auspiciousness is southeast and northeast. The direction of wealth is southeast and east. And the direction of love is west. Deities associated are Canon and Quan Yin. And some famous rats are Tom Holland, Avril Lavigne, Jude Law, and Prince Charles. So the thing with the directions has to do with their version of a birth chart. So it just tells you, I, I still don't really understand it, but essentially in each one of these corners, there's an aspect of your life and whichever corner that um, aspect is in is going to be the lucky direction for it but I don't know how to apply it yet. Once I know how to apply it, we'll go into another, that'll be another episode. <laughs> so moving on to Year of the Ox, those years are 1949, 1961, 1973, 1985, 1997, 2009, 2021, and 2033. The hours are 1 to 3 a.m. It's yin energy. Also, chow, which is associated with earth. Personality, honest, earnest, doesn't want to be the center of attention, uh, believes people should stay in their lanes, diligent, dependable, determined, less talkative, conservative, stubborn, and overcautious. Colors are white, yellow, and green. Numbers are one and four. Flowers are the peach blossom and Lucky bamboo along with tulips. Uh, direction of auspiciousness, east and southeast. Direction of wealth, northwest. And direction of love is south. The deity associated is Kokuzo. Uh, and some famous ox 
are Barack Obama, Vincent Van Gogh, Walt Disney, and Margaret Thatcher. Uh, and again, there's no mineral associated with this one. For Year of the Tiger, which is Ryan's year, those years are 1950, 1962, 1974, 1986, 1998, 2010, 2000, and 2022. Hours are 3 to 5 a.m. Yang energy. As, this is going to sound like it's yin and yang energy, but it's not. It's yin energy, which is associated with wood. But for yin and yang, it's yang energy. For personality, they are kind, benevolent, can be brash and hard to control, brave, passionate, optimistic, adventurous, rebellious, overconfident, stubborn, and emotional. Colors are blue, gray, and orange, numbers one, three, and four. Flowers are yellow lily, uh, cineraria, plum blossom, and again, no mineral. Direction of auspiciousness is north. Direction of wealth is southeast and northwest. And direction of love is east. The deity associated with this one is also Kokuzo. And then famous oxen are, not ox, famous tigers, my bad, are Queen Elizabeth II, Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Lady Gaga. So you got a whole lineup there. I am in good company. <laughs> Next we have Year of the Rabbit. So those years are 1951, 1963, 1975, 1987, 1999, 2011, and 2023. The hours are 5 to 7 a.m. This is yin energy as well as mao energy, which is associated with wood. Personality is quiet, confident. Strong, gracious, generous, witty, alert, kind-hearted, vain, emotionally emotionally unstable. I almost said emotionally stable. Emotionally unstable, easily satisfied with the status quo. Colors are pink, red, purple, and blue. Numbers are three, four, and six. Flowers are the plantain lily and jasmine. Direction of auspiciousness is southeast. Direction of wealth is northwest, not northwest, northeast and southwest. Try to mix the two together. And direction of love is east. Some famous rabbits are Albert Einstein, Michael Jordan, David Beckham, and Lionel Messi. And deities are Manjushri and Manju. Again, no mineral. Next, we have Year of the Dragon. The years are 1952, 1964, 1976, 1980, 2020, 2024. The hours are 7 to 9 a.m. Yang energy, as well as Chen energy, which is associated with Earth. Personality is determined, ambitious, independent, energetic, sincere, easily give up. Little willpower, unwilling to admit mistakes. Colors are gold, silver, and grayish white. Numbers are one, six, and seven. Flowers are the bleeding heart glory bower and dragon flowers. 
The mineral associated with Year of the Dragon is Rose Quartz. Direction of auspiciousness is southwest. Direction of wealth is northwest and north. And direction of love is west. The deities is Fugen. And some famous dragons are Charles Darwin, Bruce Lee, John Lennon, and Vladimir Putin. Sorry, guys. Year of the, <laughs> year of the Snake. The years are 1953, 1965, 1977, 1989. Whoop, my sister. 2001, 2013, and 2025. The hours are 9 to 11 a.m. Yin energy, C energy, which is associated with fire. Personality is numerous, sophisticated, oh, not numerous, that's supposed to be an H. Humorous, sophisticated, calm, talented, modest, perceptive, inspired, indifferent, skeptical, possessive, and obstinate. Colors are black, red, and yellow. Numbers are 2, 8, and 9. Flowers are the orchid and cactus. Direction of auspiciousness is my, man, one day I'll get this word right and not have, like, my list show up. <laughs> Direction of auspiciousness is south, southwest and south. Direction of wealth is northwest. And direction of love is south. Deities is Fugen. And then some famous snakes are Pablo Picasso, Mao Zedong, John F. Kennedy, and J.K. Rowling. Saying all those words together is making me very conscious of where my tongue is in my mouth when I'm talking. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Next, we have Year of the Horse. Those years are 1954, 1966, 1978, 1990, 2002, 2014, and 2026. The hours are 11 to 13, midday. Horses are yang energy, as well as wu energy, which is associated with fire. Personality is inspired, cheerful, talented, perceptive, intelligent, popular, overly ambitious, overconfident, and sometimes too, sophist too sophisticated at times. So you know that person who's sometimes too smart for their own good? Might be a horse. Colors are green and yellow. Numbers are two, three, and seven. Flowers are calla lilies. Direction of auspiciousness is southwest and west. Direction of wealth is southeast. Direction of love is south. Deities are Daruma and Seishi. Some famous horses are Isaac Newton, Neil Armstrong, Stephen Hawking, Jackie Chan, and James Cameron. And the mineral associated with the year of the horse is crystal. Next we have year of the sheep, ram, or goat. Because apparently nobody can agree on what the goat is. The years, the years of the year of the goat are 1955, 1967, 1979, 1991, 2003, 2015, and 2027. The hours are 1 to 3 p.m. Yin energy, Wei energy, which is also associated with Earth. Personality is gentle, sympathetic, calm, creative, imaginative, sociable, considerate, able to persevere, 
negative, hesitating, impractical, stubborn, and resilient. Lucky colors are brown, red, and purple. Numbers are two and seven. Flowers are carnations and primroses. Direction of auspiciousness is north and northwest. Direction of wealth is southwest. Direction of love is north. The deity associated with the year of the goat is uh, Dainichi. The mineral is emerald and crystal. And some famous goats are Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Tim Berners-Lee, Berners-Lee, probably that, and Jason Statham. So I read a couple places that this isn't really associated with them anymore, but the year of the goat was considered an unlucky year. So it was said that 9 out of 10 goats are like unworthy or something like that. So you only have one in every 10 years is a good year for being a year of the goat. While on the flip side, the year of the dragon was the most um, sought after year to have a child in. So you would see, <laughs> right, you would see uh, birth rates spike in the year of the dragon and you would see birth rates just plummet in the year of the goat in China. Next, we have Year of the Monkey. Years for the Year of the Monkey are 1956, 1968, 1980, 1992, 2004, 2016, and 2028. The years are 3 to 5 p.m. The years, the hours, are 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, they are Yang Energy. They are also Shin Energy, which is associated with metal. Personality is quick-witted, smart, humorous, sociable, capable, brave, just, they can be a braggart, tricky, opportunistic, impatient, and vainglorious. <laughs> I just lost all train of thought. Alright, so lucky colors are white, blue, and gold. Lucky numbers are four and nine. Flowers, chrysanthemums, and uh... Crepe myrtles. Mineral is topaz. Direction of auspiciousness is northeast and east. Direction of wealth is northwest. And direction of love is west. Deities associated with the year of the monkey are Dainichi, Daruma, and Tara. And some famous year of the monkeys are Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, Tom Hanks, Kylie Mingua, Will Smith, and Justin Timberlake. Cool, I'm almost done. <laughs> you never realize how much notes you need to do until you have 12 zodiac signs you have to go through. <laughs> Alright, so next one is Year of the Rooster. So those years are 1957, 1969, 1981, 1993, 2005, 2017, and 2029. Hours associated with the rooster are 5 to 7 p.m. They are yin energy as well as yu energy, which is associated with metal. Personality is outgoing, humorous, independent, smart, serious about work, Decisive, straightforward, impatient, boastful, and egotistic. Colors are gold, brown, and yellow. 
Numbers are five and eight. Flowers are gladiolas and, oh, I saw this one. So it's gladiolas and coxcomb. So, oh. or coxcomb, doesn't matter. It has the word cock in it. <laughs> and I literally, it like stopped me in my track for like 10 minutes and I was just staring at the word. I was like, that's a really unfortunate name for a flower. Minerals is a uh, strawberry crystal. Direction of auspiciousness is northeast and east. Direction of wealth is northwest. And direction of love is south. The deity is Fudo. And some famous roosters are Bob Marley, Jennifer Lopez, Britney Spears, Hans Zimmerman. Next, we have the year of the dog, which is my mom's year. Oh. Yeah, Jacob was a rooster. I forgot. Yep, so Year of the Dog is 1958, 1970, 1982, 1994, 2006, 2018, and 2030. Hours are 7 to 9 p.m. Clever, lively, sensitive, stubborn, and emotional. Colors are green, red, and purple. Numbers are three, four, and nine. Flowers are rose and cymbidinium, a type of orchid. I'm not going to try to say that word again. It's a type of orchid. Mineral is emerald, which is actually really interesting because my mom's birth month is May, and May's birthstone is also emerald. Double whammy she got. Right? Direction of auspiciousness is north and northwest. Direction of wealth is southeast. And direction of love is south. The deity associated with the dog is Amida Buddha. And some famous dogs are Donald Trump, Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Justin Bieber. Wow. And lastly, but not least, we have the year of the boar. So the year of the boar closes out the zodiac for it to start again. So years are 1959, 1971, self-indulgent, and they are all action, no talk. Colors are yellow, gray, brown, and gold. Numbers are two, five, and eight. Flowers are hydrangeas and daisies. Mineral is agate. Direction of auspiciousness is southeast and east. Direction of wealth is northeast. Direction of love is north. The deity they are associated with is Amida Buddha. And some famous boars are Henry Ford, Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Hillary Clinton. And that's what I have. All 12. All 12. And it took me like four hours to do the notes for all of these. 
That's fair enough. I, I agree with you. I've always known that I was a tiger. Just don't know. Don't remember ever learning it. Just remember always knowing it. Right? It's, it's like a weird thing. People like to talk shit about the Zodiacs all the time, but why is it, like, one of the first things you learn as a kid? Yeah, I don't know about... I don't know. It's weird. It's super weird. And, like, as a kid, you love shit like this. <laughs> no, deadass. It's like, I mean, wow, this is... But... It's like, wow, this is who I'm supposed to turn into? Yay! I mean, <laughs> as a wow, kid... Wow, what do you mean that didn't happen? <laughs> I mean, as a kid, you're probably sitting there like, wow, this doesn't sound like me at all. And then somebody's like, oh, just wait until you get older. And then you get older, you're like, wow, this is exactly me. It's like, no, yeah, you're right. You know, it's funny you say that. That's actually, that's applicable. It's interesting that that never gets talked about. It's sort of like everyone always goes like for their zodiacs, like West or East, being like, that doesn't sound like me. And it's like, well, I mean... Well, Thanks I mean, you're like 12. <laughs> it may be. It might be. I know. It's like, you know, maybe you. One day. One day. If you live to be 100, that is 100 years for that to be almost you. Right. Like, that's a that's time for you to become that, maybe. Yeah. Don't say it's wrong yet. Yeah, it's just really interesting because... What? I don't, I don't know how to explain this properly. Like, as a, as a kid, you're almost expecting to be what you are now when you are older. And, of course, when you get older, you realize, yeah, it's best that I changed. <laughs> I grew up, you know. You have yeah. all these years to grow up, and you put all these expectations on yourself. And then you get there, and you're like, okay, yeah, I see where it's changed. <laughs> I see where these are applicable. <laughs> It's something I kind of recognize studying the Western half and talking about the sun being your life's journey, because in a way that goes to show that it's like, you're not going to be that like from jump. You're just going to develop into this. It's just like, ah, you're right. Right. When you come out of your mom, you're I'm basically a blank more state. of a Taurus now than I was as a kid. Right. <laughs> And there's also a part of me, like, hearing some of the things about the tiger. I remember thinking it when me and my dad were talking about it, like, months ago. I was like, I kind of hope I turn into this. This is the goal. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm not that today. But, like, that's the shooting. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> right. And also, people forget that there are so many other factors that go into your your year and your other zodiac signs like all your zodiac signs because you have the planets you have your blood type you have the directions you have all these different things that go into it and you forget to calculate those too because like the years are just an overarching this is what you could be and then you have to dive into your chart just like with western zodiacs that's why so many of the traits kind of intersect and go over each other and so on and so forth. Right. It's interesting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what kind of media do you have? What are you talking about? You didn't tell me what you were talking about for media. Oh. 
I mean, you're right, I didn't, but I, I forgot. <laughs> because it's always one of those things, I know we do this willingly, but it's always one of those things I forget about, and then I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <sighs> I remembered this time, but... I, I literally did it like five minutes ago. <laughs> Which but, is funny because you texted me and said, oh, you just remind me I haven't picked media yet. And then I didn't. <laughs> and then I didn't. So uh, as far as Claire Audience is concerned, I was like, bro, who the fuck has Claire Audience and who could I fucking use? So we're talking about Demon Slayer. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The first one that I think of is is um, um, Zenitsu. Yes, hymns. Fucking screaming baby. Let's not even. <laughs> Literally, the only one who's not a toddler in that group is Tanjiro. No, seriously, and I remember watching it, thinking anime. I hope you make me like these people. Because today I don't. <laughs> because of as of currently, I hate them. <laughs> By the end, I was like, nah, y'all are alright. <laughs> y'all are okay. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, when, because when Tanjiro was talking about his smell and whatever, and then, and then, uh, and then Zenitsu was like, he was like, do you hear, he's talking about his hearing, I was like, hey, he got quite out, hey, he got quite Especially during that one scene where, um, he's laying on, like, the top of the house in the woods. Yeah. After, after the, the, the spider fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of it hard. I he was talking about, like, Tanjiro and being, like, he, being able to hear people's hearts and stuff, and I was like, bro, that's clear audience, bro. <laughs> Like everything else is super hearing, but that right there, that's 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 a that's a skill. Right, being able to like hear that Tanjiro's a kind person and all these different things, yeah. and it's like, excuse me. Being able to hear what like because I actually got that in that tarot reading. She said you have clear audience, but you're able to hear like the music of people's hearts. Like you're able to hear what people are feeling like you can hear like the sound of their heart she's like that sounds stupid but that's like the best way i could describe it and i was like wow but i know what you mean though and then he said it and i was like <laughs> does it make you hate him a little less <laughs> yes because i was like oh no the boy kinship <laughs> oh no stop being a perv <laughs> the girls yeah. don't like you fam you gotta stop crying sometimes you gotta stop crying, you gotta stop hitting on everything that has two legs. Oh, dead ass. <laughs> but why does he get all badass when he asleep? Like, you're great when you're asleep, fam. <laughs> Just stay asleep. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, for those of you who haven't read or seen Demon Slayer, it's about slaying demons. But it's set in the Taisho era of Japan, which is about, like, the 1920s. And it follows our main character, Tanjiro, whose family gets slaughtered. Literally slaughtered. Literally fucking, like, do demons not finish their food? It's rude. It it 
it really is rude because there's always bodies left. It's like, why not finish them off? You came to eat them. Jesus. <laughs> um, except his sister Nezuko ended up getting turned into a demon. And instead of letting the, letting the man slay her, Tanjiro says, no, no, she's different than all the other demons, and I'm going to turn her back into a human. And the demon slayer says, sure, fam. <laughs> all right. All right, buddy. You do that. So, I'd like to see you watch. I'm going to sit with some popcorn. <laughs> so he goes and takes his sister and takes care of her, and it goes through the journey of becoming a demon slayer. If you watch anime, you know how shonen works. <laughs> yeah, but my like my favorite part about Demon Slayer is the fact it skips. It, it, it just uses, um, like, it, two it, episodes to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, off topic, I just watched Jujutsu Kaisen. It does the same thing. Thank God. No, like, no, like filler. It literally just goes boom, 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 and I'm like, thank fuck. Yeah, because it's like, the training, it's different with Naruto, because Naruto, like, that was the whole point of his journey, was become, like, growing up into a ninja. That was the whole point of it. But, like, the, the training but, for Demon Slayer doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't add nope. anything to his character. Nope. And it literally, I remember it saying, like, it's been two years, and I'm like, what? What the fuck? Two years? <laughs> Two t what? It's been what? Thank you for not letting us watch those two years. It happened in 30 seconds for us. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, and, of course, there's a whole hierarchy of slayers and a man in charge, and there's a big bad who is bad. I remember that scene you know what, though? You know an anime is good when I started to, like, get up out of my seat when that little girl was, say, calling him daddy and shit, and I was oh just my like, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so I was Tanjiro. I was like, no, the fuck, you don't have a child. No. <laughs> Are you, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, I literally said out loud, I was like, that woman does not know she is fucked a demon. Could I live with that? <laughs> Could I find that out later? No. Could I be married and have a child with a demon and not know? And then find out? Like, how do you not question not. why he never leaves the house during the day? <laughs> and I'm what getting, does he do during the day? Like, how to... Fucking sleep in a basement? <laughs> <laughs> no. Honey, I don't understand why we have our room in the basement. No, no, it's okay. This is what everybody is doing nowadays. Mommy, why does Daddy have a coffin in the basement? <laughs> so, of course, we have a whole new realm of monster. Every anime, you get to learn about a whole new realm of monster and all the tomfoolery. Sometimes, I love anime, but sometimes I hate having to learn how they finagle all the magic and the monsters and shit. I just kind of went through that with Jujutsu Kaisen. I was like... I want y'all to know that none of this makes fucking sense, but that's okay. <laughs> so we have to learn about how demons are and what they do and da-da-da-da. 
I also like the fact that this is not modern. It's set in a certain period of Japan because it kind of feels like, oh, I'm learning a little bit of, I'm learning. Yeah, and I was, I was reading something where it was talking about how accurate the anime is for the most part to, like, the time period. Because it was before Japan opened back up, you know? What? Yeah. I think I watched a YouTube video, like, talking about that. Yeah, because, you know, like, it was before Japan opened back up um, to the world, so you know things just weren't... He ran all the way over there and said, Japan! (laughs) Open back up, bitch! Knocking on the door. Banging on the door. We are that annoying neighbor. Yeah. I brought, like, I brought you a casserole. I don't want to have dinner with you. I just wanted... to should hang out. That's us. I just wanted to invite you to the neighborhood. Japan didn't want to be invited. That was the thing. No, Japan wanted to stay where it was. Sorry, Japan. You have China on one side and us on the other. And Japan's like, can y'all just leave me alone, please? (laughs) Can I just enjoy my mochi in peace? Nope. No. So... The Demon Slayers go through all this training because demons can only be killed a certain way, with certain weapons, or with Wisteria. Which, honestly, I'm so glad to see Wisteria in something. And I don't know why, but, like, I feel like Wisteria is really, like, magical, but you never hear about it. Or see it. Or I don't know. But it's really cool. Right. I didn't get to go to the, the Wisteria Gardens that are in Fukuoka because Fukuoka was red-zoned at the time. It's green now, but I still... that it, It's probably closed by now. But I think I had just watched Demon Slayer, and then I was, like, looking up... Wis- I don't remember what I was looking up. I think I was looking up places to go. And then the Wisteria Garden showed up, and I was like, that's a thing? That's real? <laughs> You're like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So I started, like, looking it up, and it's like, wow, this, like, it makes sense why they're using Wisteria, because it actually does the things that they talk about in the anime, and then I was like, wow, wow. 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 So, Demon Slayers also use, like, breathing techniques. And don't even get me started, I cannot tell you, I almost got up with the whole spider family, and... Tanjiro discovering the whole like fire thing and I like I I was having the moment. I was like, hold on. I was like, hold on. The main character is becoming the main character. No, honestly. He's getting skills that nobody else has. Like Oh my god. And then later on in the manga, it gets fucking wild. You found you find out how much of a main character he really is, and it's like, wow. It's very much the um, main character having a destiny thing. Like, anime always does it, but sometimes it's done really well. Yeah. Speaking of, it's like Naruto. It's sort of like you kind of hear, you learn about stuff, and it's like, oh, well, you were destined to be what you are. Yeah. You don't know that when you're a kid. Sometimes it's done, like, hand-fistedly, and you're just like, no. I mean, that don't work, but, like, okay. And sometimes it's really, like, slick how they do it. You're just like, oh. And sometimes it's nothing. I feel like 
My Hero Academia is a little bit that. He's definitely, he's like, like a lot of those characters are just working to be heroes. There's not really a destiny thing yet. Right. It's almost like... Horikoshi, not time to change that, but... Uh, not too much. I think it's almost over now in the manga. But, uh, it, honestly, if When has that ever stopped an author? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I think Horikoshi's a better writer than that. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. But, um, honestly, like, if we weren't following Deku, like, if it if it hadn't started with Deku being uh, quirkless and stuff like that, it really could be any of them could be the main character. Yeah. Like, he does a good job of giving most, most of them screen time or making them all important at some point. Of course, you have Deku and Kotsky, but... <laughs> I think he did a really good job trying to explain a world that has, like, a ranking system. Yeah. Because it means that nobody can be destined. It could change tomorrow. Right. It, hypothetically, it doesn't even matter. Because you get you get hired to be a hero. So even then, it's not even about destiny. It's literally a job. Right. But, like, I just think he set the world up really well. So, anyway. <laughs> this I, wasn't about anything. <laughs> Well, but I do love Destiny stuff, like in Bleach, when you find out his dad used to be a Shinigami and all that stuff, and you're just oh, yeah. like, Ugh. Yeah. You were destined. You were destined. <laughs> it was faded. I do love it. Or Full Metal, when you're like, it's in your bloodline, and you're just like, I, I'm a sucker. Holy shit, your sucker. dad's done all this shit. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it being in your bloodline and your destiny. Yeah. For it being laid out for you. Your ancestors. Love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. There are some good characters, and there are some, some particular characters. Particular. <laughs> well, I like most of the characters, but I some of them were hard going. Yeah. I think Tanjiro and Tomioka are the ones that are the easiest for me to like. Everybody else, I was like, you're on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When we get, like... And I think the villain's a good villain. Yeah, the villain's a good villain. I not like. He's, he's a very um, Joker villain, to be honest. Because I see. There's, there's no, yeah. like, redeeming qualities for him. He That's just it. He's <laughs> just a villain. It's just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, There's like... There's no way to, like, spin it. Like, you're like, no, but, but what about this? Fuck that. No. No. He's just garbage. He, he's just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he's got... He is literally just focused, laser-focused on his own goals, and he's got blinders to everybody else. Like, there's nobody like else that. exists except for his goals. Like, I was mouth agape a little bit during, like, the, the scene with the, when he was doing drag and dressed up like a woman, and he yeah. had those, like, demons, and he was like, you know, explain to me why you should be this number, and when they all clicked in their head that they were all gonna die anyway, because he was gonna kill them all, I was like, wow, and he really is, too. Yeah. Like, it literally doesn't matter what any of you say. And then that other guy kissed his ass enough that he was like, no, I like this one. He was like, you know what, you're right. You are. <laughs> you you are. 
Get on the train. <laughs> get on the fucking train. Uh, get on the train. No, but... <laughs> uh, on top of the breathing snots... On top of the breathing styles, as I said, they do also particularly have senses that are heightened, which I kind of feel like... I suppose I appreciate that there's no explanation. Like, it doesn't, it's, just, it's just a thing. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. <laughs> From junk, you know Tanjiro can smell really well. Yeah. Which I wonder what that's like. I don't want to know. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a nightmare that, sometimes. I feel like it'd be like... <laughs> It, I feel like it'd be when your dog sniffs something very, very stinky and just eyes watering backs up it and goes away. <laughs> like, <laughs> or like when your cat is sniffing you and it does that like mouth open thing. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> uh, I just imagine Tanjiro making those faces. <laughs> uh. Oh my god, and then the fucking way Inosuke can make himself a goddamn pretzel? Can we talk about that? <laughs> no, and that's not even his thing. Does he have bones? He's just stretchy. <laughs> I love him so much. He's just such a psycho fucking broken ribs, and then he bends over backwards to grab his own ankles. Like, you got me fucked up. Literally... Psycho pretty boy. Kotsky. I love him. Why he's so pretty. But he's fucking nuts. Oh my god, and that scene gets me every time. Just his mask comes off and then Tantra is like, Your face is very feminine. <laughs> very feminine and beautiful. <laughs> it's very pleasing to the eyes. And it's like, Oh, I found my bi character. <laughs> and he's like, What? Excuse I'm just me. like, bro, you, 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 you cute. I can't That's wait. All he said. I can't wait until they animate uh, dressed up as a woman. I really can't. Because you know the other two are going to be ugly as fuck. <laughs> and then you've got fucking Inosuke looking beautiful. And it's like, I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Season two so, can't come quick enough. Seriously, but the uh, but uh, so uh, Tanjiro smell. <laughs> <laughs> Zenitsu, clear audience. <laughs> we we'll call it what it is. Wait, there there's a there's a clear for smelling. Huh? What's the what's the clear one for smelling? There is one for that. Yes, I, but I can never remember it. <laughs> uh, not it's like Claire Oculence or something, something similar to that. <sighs> Hold on. <laughs> just me, just. <sighs> Inosuke has a heightened sense of touch. Oh, Aw. that makes me sad because, like, he touchy touchy. Well, it may it makes sense because he was raised by boars, so it just it's it reminds me of uh, Toph, like the whole yeah. thing and the bending and the uh, Claire the Aliens is what yeah, Tanjiro has smell Claire Aliens 
smelly. Yeah. But, like, it, it kind of makes me sad because, like, it, it makes more sense why Inosuke, like, latches onto people when he's scared. Because, you know, you have all those scenes where he latches onto Tanjiro when he doesn't understand the situation and he's kind of freaking out. It makes me sad. Yes. It makes me really sad, actually. Mm. Well, don't be sad. I, I just love in, t- my touch star boys. That's that's both Kosti yeah, and Inosuke. Really when you or Claire, whatever, is touch. Oh, God. Must really suck. So. Anyway. <laughs> and then the, this... I had I literally just had to look I literally just opened the well I'm on the wiki but I had to open it because I know there's a dude who does eat, who has to eat parts of the demons but oh yeah um, Genya Genya so Genya which would which which would be the Claire tasting that I, that we already did an episode on psychic abilities so just go back because we list them all <laughs> but it would be that. You know, he's grown on me a bit. Like, I hated him when, at the beginning of the series, as you should. He is a dickhead as at the should. beginning of the series. But he's grown on me. He's like a yeah. sweetheart <laughs> in the rest of the series. I, I can't remember. He explained why he was a dickhead to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on top of these... If you were speaking of, and also speaking of Avatar, if you are an elemental, well, also in anime because that is the breathing techniques. We have lightning and water and all the good things. Yeah. So also, if you liked Avatar, you'll probably like this. If you don't like Avatar, you need to get off our podcast. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. What do you mean you don't like Avatar? What do you mean? <laughs> When Zenitsu and in him in him doing his lightning thing, I was like, oh no, not another one. <laughs> like, oh no, Denki's enough. Can I just not? Oh my god, they're the same character. <laughs> no, literally. Just, I mean, even Denki kind of whines a lot. At least he just doesn't scream. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could do without the bug-eyed screaming and. Yeah, screaming oh like God. a wounded dog. It's like, dude, you sound like a chihuahua. <laughs> no, literally. Somebody knock him out, please. Please, dear God. <sighs> and I appreciate... This is... I, I just finished Jujutsu Kaisen, so excuse me. But I also thought this when I was watching that. I was like, you know, I have watched two animes where the girls were not fucking useless. Thank God. And I really appreciate this. Because... I love my hero, but I don't love all the girls. I will be the first to say it. But these are two anime where I'm like, wow, we actually have girls who have their heads on fucking straight. Fucking badass. Jujutsu Kaisen has like a handful of girls, because there's only so many characters, and all of them are badass. And I'm just like, you know what? Are we having a renaissance of anime? We have a couple of anime coming up where the girls are just good? Right, and, and like, in the in the anime for Demon Slayer, we haven't even gotten to the love Hashira, and I fucking love her. She's fucking dope. I know we haven't, but, you know, as soon as I saw her, 
You know I was in love. Of course. I just had to see her. I went, yes. Like, I had nothing against her when we first saw her in the anime, because obviously she's a Hashira for a reason. She's not going to be fucking useless. But in the manga, she's so badass. And, like, her sword looks super dope. And also, like, it could hurt you very easily. You know what I appreciate? I appreciate the fact that these these women are badass, and they are still feminine. Yes. Yes. And she's, like... One of my favorite things is the fact that, um... Shinobu is about butterflies and shit. Right. And I'm just like, I love that because what it means is there's not, because I feel like there's always one female character that gets relegated to being feminine and the other ones are just dudes with tits. <laughs> well, not necessarily dudes, but there's always one that's like the, like the love Hashiro who is like a woman. Right. And it's just like, but I appreciate the fact that they're all feminine. Right. And, and She's we have like, butterflies and purple and pink and all this stuff that I'm just like, wow, we all get to be girls. Yeah. I really respect this. And, <laughs> and, like, the love Hashira, she's unapologetically feminine, but she's also unapologetically, like, she eats a lot and she's super, super strong. She's, like, has the strength of ten men, I think is what they said. She's stupid strong and all these other things, but she's so unapologetically feminine, and she's unapologetically, like, her goal is to find somebody who's stronger than her, who will love her. That's, like, her main goal, and it's, it's like, wow. And I like that, see, I was thinking for, like, for Shinobu, I like the fact that I was like, you know what, though? I like the fact that she is compassionate and incredibly intelligent, but you know she shouldn't be fucked with. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have to be said. You can tell that she's like it's very like she's very subtle and like silent but deadly because there's almost a bit of like I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I don't know. <laughs> but like she's like compassionate and a healer, but also makes poisons. Right. Be that? Can I be that? I want to be both of them. She's got that duality going on, and that's... The, 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 yeah. <laughs> the women in this also, series see, is I, written well. Right. And I also really like... Like, you were just talking about the love Hashira being hella strong. I love the fact that Shidobu has a sword that deals poison because she can't cut their heads off. Like, there was no point where it went like, well, I guess you're not strong enough to do this. She figured it out. She was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, fuck y'all. Because I, uh, as a small individual, <laughs> that is something I feel a lot. Especially doing athletics. I was like, well, I'm really small and weak, so, like, I'm only going to be so good. Clearly that didn't cross her mind. She went, okay, so I'll just poison them. Yeah. I don't have to fucking cut their heads off. What are you talking about? Like, I might not have the strength to cut their heads off, but guess what I can do? <laughs> <laughs> and what about it? So... Good female characters, elements, senses, demons. All of I it. I love a good demon. <laughs> I do. I, I love a good demon, though. Also, it's just a great found family anime. Yeah. And that's kind of like a huge thing for us right now. 
going through all of our spiritual stuff is found family stuff. You're right. I just got distracted because I just uh, I just smelled like fire, and I was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, my candle just went out." <laughs> That's what it was. You're just like, "Hello." The second, I got concerned. <laughs> You're like, "I can only deal with one new sense at a time, please." <laughs> Your media. Hold on. <laughs> I had stuff in my my the back of my throat. Okay, so I'm going to talk about fruits basket, which I <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before, just in passing. I know we have because it's fruits basket. Like it well, was yeah, because I I use them for the zodiac sometimes. Right, and and it's like. One of our foundational animes, to be honest. No, literally. It's literally the first manga I ever read. I can't remember what the first one I read was. It was definitely the one that I would go... You know, you remember when we had that small Barnes & Noble shop in the mall? Like, in yes. our mall? Yeah, I used to go there and I would save up my money and then buy, like, two of the volumes each whenever they came out and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we had it. We had it in my middle school library. I remember like reading it and being like, "Ooh, what is this?" I know it's the first manga I ever picked up. It's it's definitely one of my like foundational feminine animes that I watched. Yeah, because we you have a lot of shown. It is very much the first girl anime I liked. Yeah, because Toonami was always shown in animes. You never got any yeah. very feminine shoujo. Uh, yeah, you never really got those animes on Toonami. So you had to find them on your own. This, Sailor Moon, Tokyo Mew Mew. Yeah. Yep. My childhood. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, Fruit Basket. Um... The, the name is misleading, because when you first read it, you're like, what does it fucking have to do with a fruit basket? I still don't really know. There are no fruit baskets. There's literally nothing to do with fruit baskets except for one metaphor talking about the main character, Toru. One metaphor about how she's a rice ball compared to everybody else's fruits. Just wondering how the nickname ended up being Furba. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with the Japanese title. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't matter. Fruits Basket is great. <laughs> it doesn't have to, I guess. It doesn't have to make sense. Um... I'm trying to think of another female manga name that the main the name didn't make any sense. But I can't really think of one. Because even Wallflower made sense. Wallflower was because she never went anywhere. She was literally a wallflower. She just she looked like the grudge and she wanted to have friends, but everybody was scared of her. So she stood off to the side. It makes sense. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Fruits Basket is called Fruits Basket besides the metaphor. Point being, <laughs> Fruits Basket. That's fine. <laughs> Fruits Basket follows the main character, Toru Honda, and in in the very beginning of the series, you find out that her her mother is dead. Her mother died, and instead of becoming a burden for the rest of the family, because they already made her feel like a burden because she was an illegitimate child and all these other things, like her extended family just didn't like her. So instead of, she didn't think of it that way though. She thought of it in, in terms of, oh, I don't wanna be a burden for my extended family. So she went off and she lived in a tent in the woods when while she went to high school and paid her own tuition and all these different things but while she was living in the woods the obviously one of the main love interests yuki soma um she was in the woods of their backyard <laughs> essentially and she was walking past their house one day to get to school and she stopped and she was looking at these cute little zodiac uh stones that Shigure, which is another character, had painted. And that's essentially how Yuki meets Toru and Shigure and all these different things, even though Toru and Yuki go to the same school. Like deadass. Well, let's be fair. Yuki was so unobservant of anybody else in the school, I, it makes sense. <laughs> It's fair. Like, he was so stuck in his own head before he met her. And that's kind of with all of the characters that eventually meet Toru, is they're all so stuck in their own problems and their own heads, and she kind of pulls them out of that because she basically takes on the burden of their problems because that's who she is as a character. A burden. Aww. <laughs> Don't say that about her. She does well, a lot not to be a burden. She's too dumb to not be a burden. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's just so special. It's... <laughs> it, it's like... It's like when you talk about that one kid in class and you're trying not to be mean. You're just like, yeah, they're so special. And, you, and it's like... It's, it, it's like, affectionately, they're special, but you know they're, she's just dumb. She, like, it's, it's a marvel she was able to live alone. <laughs> no, literally, oh my god, literally. Without dying, because she, I don't know, drank water from a stream that was contaminated, or, you know, ended up in the mudslide that happened later on in the series. Or bust her knee open and then get gangrene. Seriously. Like... The, the whole point of her character is she's she's just super affectionate and she's very caring and she wants to help everybody to a fault. That's that's literally her like her hubris, her fault. She wants to help everybody. She wants to fix everybody's problems. But she's got to fix her own first. <laughs> Anyways, I mean I I do love Toru, but I will say if I had a critique, she really shadows the line of not having a personality. Yeah, she's kind of almost a Mary Sue character. Yeah, she, I mean, I think she, I think 
I think if I had to explain it to somebody, I would use her. Yeah. Like, if somebody had to explain to me the plot device of a Mary Sue, Toru. Because everything just happens to her. She doesn't really affect the plot. Yeah, everything really happens to her. (laughs) Like, she's a super sweet character, but goddammit, sometimes I just want to throttle her just like the rest of the characters. (laughs) Yeah. So... So, this is how she meets Yuki, this is how she meets Shigure, is she's walking through their fucking backyard, and Shigure finds her looking at these stones and starts talking to her, and then he's like, oh, where did you come from? She's like, oh, you know, I was just taking a walk or whatever, and then she leaves, and he's like, I don't think there's any houses out that way, and there's not. I don't... Good on Shigure for literally being the adult in the situation and going, I'm sorry, Excuse me? There are no houses that you could have lived in and came out of. Where did you come from, child? (laughs) Shigure is very mother hen-ish, to be honest. Like, I appreciate, he has his faults, but I I do appreciate, like, at base level, he is an adult that acts like an adult, because anime really just faults that. Yeah, sometimes you have, like, parents who just are not not there. They're just not present. (laughs) And this is why everything happens to these kids. Literally. But instead, you have surrogate parents who act as the parents and are, like, actual adults. They have their jobs, and they have their faults, but at the end of the day, they want to make sure the kids are happy, safe, and will eventually live a fulfilling life. And there's so many surrogate parents uh, in this anime. Like, all of the parents... (laughs) Yeah. Like, all the uh, parents of the actual Zodiac members, they're either way too controlling of their child, or they want nothing to do with their child, like, with, um, Momiji's parents. Uh, Sorry. Don't say it. Well, I was, I was thinking Hero's parents, but Hero's parents are actually there, and they want him to do the things, so you can't say that about Hiro's parents. Also, kind of Yuki's parents. Like, Yuki and Ayame, which are the only two siblings in the anime, um, have a very weird parent life because their parents are so controlling but almost want nothing to do with them. And Ayame is almost exactly like um, the antithesis of a spiritual awakening. <laughs> Because he obviously grew up in this same household and he basically cut ties with his parents because he wanted, he he didn't want them controlling him the same way that they were controlling Yuki. So he cut ties and, you know, he left. Of course he regrets that later, but... So back to what the anime is actually about. (laughs) Uh, so, these, these Soma family characters, Yuki, Shigure, Ayame, um, Hiro, Momiji, all these other, all these Soma family characters are, there's 12 of them that are cursed. So, the Soma family is cursed with the 12 zodiac signs, and one member in each generation is 
like possessed by that animal spirit. Point being is if they are hugged or like embraced by the by a member of the opposite sex, then they will turn into the animal that they are possessed by. So this is how Toru ends up in just folded up in all this mess is when they find out that she was living in the, the tent behind their house, they invite her to live in the house for a little bit until she can figure something else out. And I don't remember exactly how it happens, but she ends up hugging both Yuki, Shigure, and eventually Kyo, which Kyo is not a member of the Twelve Zodiac. He is the cat spirit, which would have been the 13th had the rat not... Uh, tricked him to not come to the banquet. So you immediately have the full like triangle, love triangle shit going on there with Yuki and uh, Yuki and Kyo because they hate each other. And then Toru gets stuck in the middle because that is what she does. Yes, that's what that's what happens to her. <laughs> like all these. She meets all, all of the 12 Zodiac eventually, and she's the kind of character who makes them stop and think, wow, I want something different than this, essentially. Like, I want a better life than what I have right now, is the kind of character that she is. Yeah. And basically, the overall plot is there's... The 12 Zodiac, they're cursed, and then you have Kyo, who's on the outside of pretty much everything. And Kyo's the most cursed of them all. So the the cat spirit, he'll turn into like a normal cat unless he doesn't have his sealing beads on, which keeps the malevolent, malevolent part of the cat spirit from coming out. And of course that happens later on with the series. You find out... Um, so you have the 12 spirits, and then you have Akio, which is essentially God, who accepted the animals into the banquet. Um, and Akio acts as God. And Akio also plays God. <laughs> like, literally and figuratively. And he um, he gets... Actually, I forget. Akio's a, Akio's a woman. But... Uh, Akio gets very jealous of anybody encroaching on his territory. So when Toru li starts living in Shigure's house, that's a huge no-no. And it's this whole thing, and he wants to put Kyo in his place, essentially. So he takes off his beads. Yep. Well, he has Kyo's stepfather take off his beads. Point being... <laughs> is Toru gets all mixed up in this monster business with Kyo. And then the whole point of the series after that becomes her wanting to help him break his curse. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easiest... That, that was a long-winded explanation of what Fruits Basket is about. But a lot of the series is just like... A lot of the series just is about the triangle, the love triangle between Toru and 
Toru, Kyo, and Yuki. And then it's also about all these, the love interests for the zodiac signs themselves. And how Toru makes them want to be better. It, that sounded like I didn't like the series. I do. <laughs> and they have... It's very funny. It's nostalgic. Because it's one of those animes yeah. where it's like, I'll just watch this. Yeah. Because the original Nothing series... Else to I will... <laughs> let, me, let me think. The original series came out in 1998 and ran until 2016. And the newest series came out in 2019. So the original series ended with the with what I was talking about where Akio has Kyo's stepfather take off his beads. It ends with that arc. But the newer series actually follows the the manga all the way through. So we're on season three right now. And that's supposed to be the final series. So it went all the way through the manga and is finishing out. And thank God. I'm really enjoying the fact that they're revamping series so that they can finish them where the manga ended. And I can't wait until they do that with Soul Leader or at least just add on to Soul Leader and give us the rest of the series. I really appreciate the fact that these revampings means that we get better art. Yeah, that too. Man, the 90s art was something A lot else. Prettier. Oh, seriously. Those fucking giant eyeballs and no mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Card topper Sakura? <laughs> A chin that could cut you? <laughs> no. Huge eyes, little nose, tiny mouth. Triangle chin. Oh, uh, literally. Ugh. No shading. No shading. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a good series, so it's about the 12 Zodiacs, it's about a girl who gets mixed up with all of them, so you get to see her transform all these different characters into their, their animal form, essentially, because most of the Zodiac characters are male. Um, the horse, the tiger, and the boar are female. You have Rin, Kagura, and Kisa. And I think those are the only ones that I can think of right now. I only ever remember the boar. I swear. That's because... She, that's because we she makes an entrance. <laughs> we know why. We know why. She's got to make an entrance. <laughs> yeah, because the dog is Shigure. The rooster is technically like a finch in the series. They didn't make it an actual rooster. Uh, but that's a dude. The monkey is also a, also male, but he is a cross-dresser. I love him. He's so cute. Uh, the ram is a dude. Horse is female. Snake is male. Dragon is male. Rabbit is male. Tiger is female. Ox is a... Yep, ox is a male. That's hero. And then the rat is male. So, yeah, you only have three female no. characters. And then Akio, who maybe Which, is... We can't, give, we can't give Toru too much competition. No. But Akio... I almost think of Akio as agender, to be honest. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, she's like, I agree. She, yeah, she, they? I'll just call her they. Because, yeah. well, Shigure uses he pronouns for a little while and then switches to she pronouns sometimes. It really depends on the situation. So, gender fluid? Akio tends yeah. to dress as a man when they're out and about, and then as a woman when he's trying to fuck every Zodiac member that's of age. So, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> it will, it will. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Akio's a lot. Akio's a lot. Yes. A lot, a lot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a, that's Fruits Basket. Oh, oh. It's a good series. <laughs> It is. And if you would like to hear more about our weebness, <laughs> because I swear, all we do is talk about anime. No, honestly. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, just at Mixed Witches Podcast. Search it up. You'll find us. We are not hard to find. Or you can shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast, or you can go to our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com, and read the articles that Ryan uh, mentioned earlier. Yep. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll get better. Like we said we would. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get better about posting, but yeah, right now there's two on there currently, so... Yeah. And all our episodes. And all our episodes. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, learning about Clear Audience and the Eastern Zodiac. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Getting faded, did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. Got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then Feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
We've been burned, he's in desire Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn We've been dreaming about paradise Play those cards, baby, roll those dice, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Start to go and then you stop cause you're sailing down easy street again. Damn. Almost within reach, but out of your grasp. The last drop at the bottom of your glass, you're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. damn.